I'm shook. Welcome to the Holly Shook Podcast. I'm Armin, and we are doing something unprecedented today. My partner and I, Ryan Alkire, we are podcasting a week after we did a podcast. Yes, we are introducing consistency, something we've never done before on the podcast. And I love that for us, consistency can be established after a single week. Rye, how are you? I'm good. Um, I don't really like that you said that because like, I feel like it won't last. And then people are going to be like, well, they really got excited about two weeks in a row. But we'll see. Maybe we will stay consistent. I don't know. You just can't trust us. That's a part of our appeal, right? You don't know if we're going to come back. So you got to listen to every episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then people kind of like get excited when we do come back, like one or one to two people. <laughs> and so we kind of do it for them just to kind of give them like the excitement that maybe they're not getting elsewhere in their lives. So you're welcome. Think of us like a great athlete who is near the end of his or her prime, kind of like Tom Brady. Tom Brady just retired. When he was playing in the playoffs this year, I had a weird feeling he was going to retire. So I was like, I'm going to sit down and watch these Tom Brady games because I don't know if I'm getting another one. And it turned (laughs) out I wasn't getting another one. Now, are we two of the greatest athletes of all time? Yes. Some would argue yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but even if we weren't, I still think we bring that same appeal. You mm-hmm. don't know if you're getting another episode, so you, you're going to tune in and you're going to listen. So, Yeah, and then you probably still will get another episode, but you just will have to wait a little bit. So You'll have to wait one to 12 weeks. It's actually an ingenious marketing uh, tactic that more people should take part in inconsistency all marketing plans have consistency as one of their bullets mm-hmm. consistent content we we take the opposite approach you, you guys zig we zag mm-hmm. you know who else is zagging by the way who are men <laughs> you know who you know who tell us uh, i guess you know we haven't been taking it easy on her through all her rolling through the deep ends of turmoil and table turning tables while the catching fire to the rain. Okay, I'm just naming it. I, none of that means sense. Some would, uh, some would say she's setting fire to her residency. Oh, there we go. That's what I was looking for. I said catching fire. Like Hunger Games is on my brain from 10 years ago. Um... Adele is a mess, you guys. I feel so bad. Um, no, I don't. Yeah, I'm like, there's what? no way. You, you have never felt bad for anyone in your life. I've never felt bad for a single person, whether they're famous or my close friends or family. I've never felt bad. I only feel bad for myself when the slightest inconvenience happens in my life. And yeah, I guess I f- don't feel bad. I just am not used to... Like, to me, Adele is, like, just... to In my head, Adele is part of the royal family. If you told me she was part of the British royal family this whole time, I would have believed you. So, to see her not have an absolutely pitch-perfect 
life, even though everyone in the royal family has famously had a messy life the past few years. Um, past few years. Okay, we're not getting into the royal family. I don't care. I don't get them. Like, I don't understand what their po- the point of their existence is. We're not getting into that right now. Just saying they're always messy, so. Sure. Okay, freaking Downton Abbey, um, which I assume is about that. <laughs> Anyway, so Adele famously canceled her residency in Vegas um, 24 hours before her first show was supposed to happen, which we told you all about last week when we did a podcast one week ago. And uh, it's Armin predicted, as per usual, that this would not be the last we heard. Armin loves to predict that this will not be the last we hear about his story. And then we'll like dig to the trenches of page six to find one update on it and be like, told you it's not the end. But with this one, it's actually not the end. It's still very much having updates on the drama. Can I do a quick callback on that note? Sure. That reminds me of the college admission scandal when I insisted that that story would never end. And then I was dropping stories like Olivia Jade was spotted in Hollywood smiling. Holding, yeah, holding some guy's hand and smiling. Oh, like literally it's like times. you would find like one random person's Instagram caption and be like, this story continues. I'm like, what? But with this adult thing, there's actually shit going down. So there was speculation last week that part of like her reason for canceling was because everyone had COVID and supply chains and her, her pool looked like a pond and like all these little things. But there was speculation that part of the reason she could not get her show together is because her personal life was falling apart. Mostly, her relationship with Rich Paul. I don't know who Rich Paul is. Can you kind of fill me in really quick? And he, listeners. Big... Sorry, what'd you say? I said fill me in, but mostly fill my listeners in. My <laughs> listeners. <laughs> right, you know everything. I don't really need to fill you in. Uh, but Rich Paul is like a super agent. He is LeBron James's agent. So that tells you how powerful and famous he is. Mm. Uh, so that's the... That's the quick little one sentence elevator pitch, if you will, on Rich Paul. Okay. And did you know who he was before he was dating Adele? Yeah, I did because I follow the NBA closely. Okay. But I, you would I don't say know who, who follows sports might would most likely know who he who he was. If you follow the NBA, you know who he is because of his close relationship with LeBron. Okay. But if you don't follow the NBA, I don't think you'd know who he is. Like if you only followed MLB, you wouldn't know. But I think right. since he started dating Adele, I think now he's more of a not a household name, obviously, but everyone knows Adele, so a lot of people would know her boyfriend. Right, like people are getting to know him now because of this specifically this story, I would say, because this is the first I've heard of this man. Also Rich Paul, that is like literally a name that could be anyone. Like there could be a, so many different Rich Pauls in this world. Um, he just happens to be the richest. Anyway, so um, Adele, people were speculating that there was problems in her relationship with Rich Paul because for for one instance, he she was heard screaming and sobbing on the phone to him um, during rehearsals. 
and people uh, sources linked to the ma- management team at Caesar's Palace where it was supposed to take place were quoted saying Abdel's been crying and couldn't get through a single full rehearsal for the past month because she would just constantly be on the phone with Rich Paul, loudly shouting and sobbing. Um, another uh, inside industry source said that there's chatter about why Rich wasn't in Las Vegas to support Adele, even the day before the show would have launched. Was he even going to be there for the debut? Look, sometimes you can't make it to a show. But if you are in a serious relationship with someone and they are opening their first ever Vegas residency, (laughs) their first ever Vegas residency, you would think that you would be there, I guess, 24 hours before the show. You don't need to be there, like, for two days. I think not if you're Rich Paul. Rich Paul has a private jet. You know what I mean? Rich Paul can get anywhere. Also, he lives in Los Angeles. Los Angeles to Vegas is a four-hour car ride, let alone if he just went to Burbank and took a 45-minute flight. Not We're not talking about across the globe. Right. Yeah. So why wasn't he there? Red flag. Um, I love the Vegas insiders. They're so dramatic. I know. Vegas is like, oh, my God, something cool is happening here. Let's get in on it. No one's ever been this talked about in Vegas. Um, so then people were like, you know, uh, they, she didn't show up and they said that she didn't show up in Vegas until the last minute in production terms. And we think partly because of her issues with Paul, then when she got there, she hated the production and the set and didn't have enough time to change it. So basically saying like, not only could she not get a rehearsal through, get through a rehearsal because of these problems, but because of these problems, she didn't get to Vegas to see the stage, see the set, see the production value until it was too late. And then she would, she didn't like it, which is a little bit, I'm kind of side-eyeing because it's giving very, she doesn't care. You know, it's like, if you don't care about this huge production, like, why are you doing it? Like, no one is like gun to head forcing you to do a Vegas residency. Like you're not Britney Spears' dad, you know? So why are you not just being like, I didn't want to do this. I'm over it. Let's be done. Or be like, I'm really excited about this. And my relationship can be on pause. We know Adele is an emotional soul. All of her songs are just so deep and emotional. So, like, you know, use this trauma to write another album, but, like, get the fucking show done, bitch, is my take. Isn't a Vegas residency, like, a feather in one's cap as an artist? A lot of the greats have had one. So maybe she wanted to do it to say that she is up there with Celine Dion, who famously had one of the greatest Vegas residencies of all time. Yeah, but like... Like a legacy thing. For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. But here's the thing. If you are not going to be able to... You don't want to have a Vegas residency and then have it be a flop. Like, and then have people be like, what? That hurts your legacy. Yeah, because then you're like, well, like, that was bad. And then, like, all the people are going to just remember is how bad your Vegas residency was. So, you'd think she'd either, like be 100% into it because she wants it to be that legacy moment. Or she'd be like, you know what? This is not the time. I, you know, I think Adele could do it now or she could probably still do it in about five to 10 years. Like, it's not like randomly we're just gonna be like, she's bad and we don't like her anymore. So it's just a strange, it's just a whole strange thing. Um, 
I want to circle back to your brilliant point from last week. Okay, so don't use that word that, don't just throw that word around. <laughs> I'm not, I'm emphasizing brilliant and I called it brilliant last week. Thank you. Adele doesn't need the set. That's your point. Adele doesn't need the theatrics. She doesn't need the giant pond. Sorry, pool. She calls it a pond where she looks like she's walking on water. Why does she need all of this? And that's what makes me think it's BS. That's what makes me think it's really about the relationship and not about the set not working. Adele doesn't need a set. I can imagine her not liking it, but she doesn't need a set. She's all about the voice. She doesn't need the dancing and the theatrics to guise her fine or okay voice. Some people need that. Some artists, right? They're the full package. They're entertainers first and foremost, and then they sing a little bit. She's a singer. Mm -hmm. Am I wrong? And that's the thing. It's like, what are you going to like be doing? Like, you're not going to have freaking somebody like you and there's like, Shirtless men She's behind you. <laughs> She's literally yeah. backflipping. Someone she like you. Attached to a harness. Like she's not like Cirque du Soleil through the air to like freaking easy on me. Okay. So like what is going on here, Adele? And I don't know. It's I I I, I could make that noise for five more minutes if you want me to, but it's just a strange, strange story. Um, and let's talk about the sets because this thing isn't happening, right, anytime soon. Mm-hmm. They are removing the sets. That's not something you do Yeah. when you're unless, going to do a show. Unless they finally decided on a set and they're taking out the old sets, we'll need to bring in the new sets. But the sound That's system, it. the sound system being uninstalled, I would think you need a sound system. Unless... She yes. is so loud that she doesn't need a microphone and she's going to sing it. No microphone, no speakers. I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. In a no. way, it does kind of fit with that idea that she hated the sets. Okay, so they have to remove them. Yeah. And replace them. I just have this gut feeling that it's not happening. Not that it's never happening, but this January through April run isn't happening. I mean, two weeks are already out, right? Right, it's been it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, so and this isn't like a year long residency, right? This is like three months. Right. So two weeks is a large chunk of that. And from what I've read, it's not like they could just add it to the end of the run, right? Like, oh, we'll just slap those two weeks at the end because right. other major artists are booked at Caesars. So a- according to some Vegas insider, apparently. The only other time, times in this year that she could make up for missing, you know, any time during, you know, January through April are in uh, October and December. So if it does happen, it's not happening for another six, seven months. Right. And just like, that's not the vibe, Adele. Like, you're supposed to do it right after she was trying to do it right after her album, her flop was released and it's already a flop. No one's going to care about it even less in October, November. So it's not happening. I, I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. So you're with I me. Just, it's not happening. I'm with you. And I think it's done. She may do it in a few years. Like you said, maybe five years from now. Not this yeah, year. Not this year. And 
you know, I wonder if it has something to do with her album not doing as well as people projected. Um, once again, like I said last week, I did not like the album, which means that across the board, not a single person did like this album. Um, I don't know. There's so much going into it. My favorite is actually, <laughs> and I'm glad you added this famously to the outline that I have nothing to do with because I don't put any effort into doing this podcast. I just show up. Um, her weird Instagram post that she made this week saying that she's going to be performing at the Brit Awards. Like out, the last post she made was like about her canceling her residency. And then I think she did like one follow-up post being like, once again, so sorry. And I'm going to refund your tickets and stuff like that. And then the next post is, I'm going to read the caption because it was truly unhinged when I read it. Hiya. So I'm really happy to say that I'm performing at the Brits next week and I'll be popping in to see Graham for a chat on the couch while I'm in town too. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, and Rich sends his love. Not Rich. Not Rich. This is so deranged because it almost, not almost, it it really does make her you know, look like someone who just does not care <laughs> for all the troubles that she has put her fans through. And someone listening may go, what troubles? Like, who really cares? It's just just the show. Yeah. But but a lot of people actually were traveling from really far and wide, spent mm-hmm. thousands of dollars on tickets, which, yes, fine. You could get refunded. But the plane tickets? But it's the plane tickets. It's the hotel. hotel. It's the outfits you probably bought. Which often you can't return or get refunded on a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of hotels are pretty strict about policy. And this was not weeks in advance. This was less than 24 hours. It's very likely the people, at least for the first couple days of the show could not get their hotel refunded. They just had to go to Vegas and do something else. My nightmare. (laughs) It really does make her look like she's just uh, thoughtless and, and, and uncaring. And that's not the Adele that was presented to the world, I think, for a long time. Yeah. And it's like, I think she said something like, I'm so sorry to everyone who spent money on going to Vegas and stuff. But it's and like, look, it's not like she murdered like a ton of puppies in front of him. It's like, she didn't do anything. That's like, you can't compare everything to the murder of puppies though. Right. Like then nothing anyone does really is wrong until you murder the puppy. Well, first and foremost, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Secondly, I'm just trying to make a point that like, it's not like she did this unforgivable act. Like she canceled a concert. Okay. Like people will survive, but it's, it, it comes off very flippant and very like, all right, well, on to the next thing. I'm just going to do the Brit Awards. And then to add in the, oh, and Rich sends his love at the end, like knowing that people are speculating about the drama between their relationship feels very like wink, wink, like I'm in on it. And like, I don't know. It was just a weird Instagram post. I think posting it like three days after you cancel, it lacks tact. Just don't Mm -hmm. post about it. Just show up to the Brit Awards it's kind of a nice surprising moment, actually, if you do that in a way. Right. Pop in to see Graham on the couch for a chat. Right. And then you could talk about the residency probably there. I'm sure they will. There's no way they're, they're not going to talk about it. It has to be addressed. Yeah. 
but surprise everyone. Don't make this whole, like you said, flippant Instagram post look makes it look like you're thoughtless. I don't know. I I just think it lacked tact. It's not evil. It's also like, forgive her. Right. It's also a little bit like funny. So you had time to rehearse for your Brit Awards performance, and those sets work okay enough to go on. Hmm, curious. The pond over at the Brit Awards isn't so old and baggy. How did you describe the pond again? A baggy old old pond. (laughs) Um, Really quickly, just going to shout out both of our extremely different and inaccurate accents of Adele. Neither of us have nailed that one yet. Mine is like kind of Irish, like kind of Maggie Dench moments. Maggie Dench? Judy Dench? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, who is Maggie Dench? Who's, Who's Professor McGonagall? Who plays Maggie Smith? Maggie Smith. Who's Maggie Smith? She plays Professor McGonagall. In What's Professor Harry- McGonagall? Ah, in Harry Potter, you stupid uh, idiot. <laughs> Are you not a Harry Potter person? No, no. Armin. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> we have been... How am I just finding this out? This is... I avoid, I, I avoid Harry Potter conversations. Uh, is Camille a Harry Potter person? Not at all. Oh my god. I can't believe we're friends. This is so insane. I've seen I've seen the movies and I read the first four books. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Camille may have read the first few books as well and she's seen a few of the movies. I don't think she's seen all the movies. Maybe she has. I don't know. The only right decision you've ever made is stopping at book five. You can't get through it. Just terrible book. Oh, well, I didn't start book five. Oh, well, I read through four. Then- Take it back. Um, <laughs> well, the fourth book is the fourth book is by far the best one, so don't worry. Anyway, this is not becoming a Harry Potter podcast, but no, never. I, I'm a little bit in shock, but anyway, my accent was giving very much Professor McGonagall. There are some there are some HP um, scandals though that we may have to cover when we do the history stuff. Ooh, don't give don't give me ideas. I'm putting it down in my list right now. Look up J.K. Rowling scandals. Ew, I'm not talking about JK, bitch. Who do you want to talk about? I can't tell you, Armin. That's the whole point of this podcast is you're okay. supposed to know. Right, right, right. I forget. <laughs> we haven't done one in six months. Okay, but I want to do one next week. Anyway, you guys, now we're having a behind-the-scenes podcast discussion. Anyway, Adele sucks and she should die. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a joke, people. Um, okay, are we wrapped up on Adele? We can move on. We're wrapped up as as much as our freaking residency is. <laughs> tell you that. Okay, so in more celebrity updates, that was our Adele update. In more celebrity updates, um, we're going to talk about J Lo talking about Ben Affleck. They're just in the honeymoon phase, part two. Would you call it part two? I feel like it's the infinite honeymoon phase because they had one twenty years ago. Right. That lasted a long time, if I remember correctly. On the boats, on the yachts, the paparazzi, Geely. Now they're doing it again. Most people's honeymoon phase lasts like three months. I think this is like month 10. Mm -hmm. And they are just riding high, you know, according to, I think this was page six, you know, J-Lo. Oh, no, J-Lo was talking to People magazine and she was just gushing about Ben Affleck and how she's, quote, so lucky and proud to be getting a second chance with him. She also said, quote, it's a beautiful love story that we got a second 
chance, end quote. Right, I'm going to bring up a few more quotes, but before we get a little more into this, one, is it a beautiful love story? And two, what is another celebrity couple that you would like to see reunited? Um, let's let's say from like a decade plus ago. Um, first answer, I wouldn't use the word beautiful love story. It's like not like Romeo and Juliet, bitch. Like your old people who are celebrities used to date. Um, it's a love story. It's not a beautiful one. It's a yeah, love it's story. It's a love story. Also, I find it weird that she described her own love story as beautiful. Like, I feel like she's trying to control the narrative with that one, which I don't really appreciate. Um, which is unusual. So, like most people who do um, interviews with people magazine aren't trying to control their own narrative. So right. like, what are you doing? Like doing an interview with people magazine then if you're trying to like, control your own narrative, you know? Yeah. It's also very little bit like self, like sucking her own dick. Like it's a beautiful love story. And we're like, well, but now I like have to think that it is. Cause she said it. Um, who do I think would who would I want to get back together from a decade plus ago? Ooh, good question. I have one. Yeah, you go. Of course, you have one. You came up with a freaking question purely for the comedy, right? Oh God, Gwyneth Paltrow and Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck has a, not, a lot of reunitable relationships. This is why I love it. Gwyneth Paltrow has gotten a lot more weird than she was 22 years ago when they were dating. They were dating right before J-Lo and Ben Affleck were dating. Her and her goop, her and her uh, not knowing what movies she's in. She literally acts in a Marvel movie a year and she actually isn't aware of it. She's like, I thought we were just in Atlanta hanging out, John Favreau. And he's like, no, no, we filmed Spider-Man. She's like, I've literally never been in a Spider-Man movie. I don't know what that is. Iconic video clip. Them getting back together would be um, much more funny than Affleck and J-Lo getting back together, which is why I like it. I get that. I get that. Um, Because J-Lo and Ben Affleck getting back together isn't funny. It's it's more earnest and cute and and it is beautiful. it is nice in a way it's beautiful there you go it's a beautiful love story <laughs> where did i get yeah. that idea in my head that it's a beautiful love story suddenly i just feel that way i would say gwyneth, gwyneth getting with anyone is hilarious um <laughs> just because her existence is kind of like a farce um who do i would like to see get back together um my parents no i'm kidding <laughs> My parents are still together. Um, I don't know. I can't think of it. I can't think of anything that has happened more than a week ago. Um, I'm jump. I keep, my head keeps jumping back to Miley Cyrus. Just and anyone. Um, you could say Miley and Liam. I was going to say Miley and Liam, but then I forgot where I ended my stance on them when we were covering the, that whole thing years ago. I think that I always stand like Miley and Liam. So I think I'm just going to continue standing them. Um, second place, maybe Miley and Nick Jonas, only because him having a weird surrogate with Priyanka Chopra is like weirding me out. So yeah, that's the answer. I don't even know anything about that story. You have to catch me up after the pod. Uh, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas had a baby via surrogate. Uh, I did not know this. Oh my God. How did I know a story that you didn't know? That's This is a Holly Shook first, y'all. I've been wrapped up in this whole Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian, uh, I don't know, machine gun guy 
machine gun guy doing the thing that he's doing i don't know and uh, travis barker and and courtney kardashian have been all up in that and kanye west and irena shake and julia fox there's just so much the same couple over and over again (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i like that i like i like you going back to your roots you're you're an original miley smiler um, you told me what smiling was. I didn't know Smiler. I think before um, you told me about it. So I like yes, that. Yes, that's her fandom name, the Smilers. Hello. <laughs> I know now because of you. Hello. I was one of the OG Smilers. By the way, referencing Adele again, we can't get off her. Hello. Oh, okay. <laughs> she doesn't like trademark the word hello. Okay, <laughs> like that is like one of the most commonly used words in the English language. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> You know what else is one of the most commonly used words in the English language? No. Happy. And that's how J-Lo feels. She said, quote, We both were like, wow, we're so happy. And we don't want any of that to come into play again. Referencing all the paparazzi stuff and all the gossip tabloid stuff from 20 years ago. Right, right, right. We're older now. We're smarter. We have more experience. End quote. I find it interesting how to have a successful celebrity relationship you kind of have to have experience because you have to navigate this whole other thing that a lot of people don't have to navigate which is how do you as a couple stay resilient against rumors the tabloids the the constant you know paparazzi and mind you look it's it's a part of uh the deal uh, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to make $20 million a movie because people are interested in you and they're going to go to the box office because they're interested in you. And the interest is generated in part by, you know, gossip and tabloids. Um, Wait, still- I'm going to do another Holly Shook first right now. I'm going to talk about a book. And it's the book that I finished reading yesterday. And it's all about what you were just talking about, about like how you, who you're linked to as a celebrity can like generate it's like pr like pr a uh, couple yeah that's what we talked yeah. about last week right with the pete davidson, yes, Kim. Pete davidson and i was reading this book and it's called the seven husbands of evelyn hugo and i feel like a lot of people who listen to our podcast have either read it or would like it and it was so freaking good and it's all about like this famous actress it's like a fiction right sorry but it's like famous actress and they just like pair her up with different men to like generate buzz on her movies and shit and it's so freaking good and it's so much deeper than that and i teared up a lot at the end and there's a lot of twists and turns and i recommend it to anyone who likes reading books or even if you don't like reading books i feel like this could get you into reading again because it was addicting do you own a copy I borrowed my friend's copy and I am going to give it to my other friend to read without telling my friend who I borrowed. I was going to say mail it to me. (laughs) No, I will not be mailing anything, babe. (laughs) I have not touched the mail in years since I mailed in my ballot, bitch, and I'm not doing it again. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that book is spot on. That's what happens all the time. People don't realize it, but half of these relationships are purely for the tabloids. But when they're real, it's hard because the tabloids could infect the relationship. Hey, I I saw the tabloids were saying this. Is that true? Uh, You were spotted with this person. The paparazzi took pictures of of you with that girl or you with that guy. Was something happening? No, no, it was just a dinner. It was just casual. 
it's it's a lot harder to maintain a relation a real relationships if it's a PR relationship then who cares right you're not going to care right. what the other person does um but a real relationship has to weather a lot of storms on a very consistent basis so as JLo says though they have more experience now so and they don't seem to have drama anymore yeah well i also feel like i'm surprised we're still talking about them because i haven't really heard or seen anything about them since they first started getting together and i feel like it was more of a shocking like they're back together thing it was never like there was any drama around them being back together it was just like people being like oh my god they're back together so i feel like that's good for them i'm happy for them um the new drama was in the lead-up because Alex Rodriguez cheated on J-Lo. They were oh going to get married. And then like three weeks after they break off their engagement, J-Lo's back with Ben Affleck. So the, the juice was in the lead up and the start of their rekindling. Yes, you're correct. I knew there was something in my head. I'm like, I'm so it was a beautiful love story. Um, the new J-Lo movie looks absolutely awful. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for it. No, I haven't. What is it? Oh, God, Armin. <laughs> Google after this, we're done. It's called Marry Me. I haven't heard of this. I thought it was, like, satire. Like, I thought this, I thought, like, halfway through the trailer, they were gonna, like, cut the film and be like, just kidding. Like, it is the most insane thing <laughs> ever, and you need to watch the trailer for it. You should record a live reaction of it. If you it's, a, it. it's a rom-com? It's a calm, I hope. Um, <laughs> it's something else. J-Lo to used to be, you know, one of the rom-com queens, you know, with Made in Manhattan. Made in Manhattan. Oh, I know. I love J-Lo. Don't get me wrong. I'm just like, this movie, the, just the concept is so unhinged. Um, just watch the trailer after this. It is hilarious. I kind will. want to see it in theaters. <laughs> And after this, you should read, even though you won't, the LA Times profile of Nicolas Cage. Absolutely won't be doing that. We don't have to spend too much time on this, but there is this one snippet that I found hilarious. I'll just read the whole snippet. Okay. He cares about his cat, Merlin, that Cage more than once calls his best friend. He cares about his two grown sons, Weston and Cal L., he has two other animals, a cat named Tigra, who apparently doesn't mind that he rates second to Merlin. He doesn't give a shit. And a crow, Hoogan, who lives in a geodesic dome at Cage's house, home in Las Vegas. He has taken to calling me names. It's comical. At least it is to me, Cage says. When I leave the room, he'll say bye and then go asshole. Cage laughs. Crows are very intelligent. And I like their appearance. The Edgar Allan Poe aspect. I like the goth element. I am a goth. End quote. <laughs> Not I am a goth. Uh, I, I, Nicolas Cage fascinates me. He really does. Have you ever watched the Nicolas Cage freak out video on YouTube? I don't believe so. <gasps> what? <laughs> this whole podcast has just been us being shocked at the other person not having seen or read something. <laughs> <laughs> okay after this actually do go and watch that i will watch the marry me trailer you okay. watch nicholas cage freaks out it's a compilation of have you you know how nicholas cage is an over actor right he overacts yeah. so it's a compilation of that but the most extreme version of his overacting those moments where he's just screaming maniacally 
like as scene. an act, like as a character, or just him as a human? No, as a character in movies. Uh, but it's his choice, obviously. He does it so often, and you know, mm-hmm. actors make a lot of choices, even though they're given direction. But he makes certain choices as an actor, and they always seem to veer into like extreme, like camp mm-hmm. and ridiculousness. Anyway, I read this and thought to myself, "This is just so Nick Cage. Like, it makes so much sense who yeah. he is, how he acts, having um, a pet crow, <laughs> having a pet crow who calls him an asshole." I guess. Um, anyway, Nicholas Cage, read the profile, people, if you haven't. I do want to see the movie he was in this year called Pig. Everyone says it's really good, so I do kind of want to watch that. Me too. Uh, the profile was. I think inspired by the fact that he kind of had this renaissance with uh, the movie pig this last year. Apparently he acts in like multiple movies a year, but they're independent movies um, that very few people end up seeing. Some of them are good. Some of them are really awful. Mm. And he's starring in this other movie that is sort of meta because it's about like a washed up actor named Nicolas Cage, who then has like an alter ego called Nicky Cage. Anyway, I could get into it. Um, I'll I'll maybe send you that the snippet of the article about that so so you can read about that or you can watch the trailer if there is a trailer I haven't seen one. Watching trailers is one of my favorite pastimes. Literally, I do it for hours on end. So I'll just I'll just watch the trailer. We'll look it up after this pod. Um, do you know what someone else does for hours on end? <laughs> they eat the same meal every day for twenty four no, twenty five years. If you had to eat the same meal for Every day for 25 years, Armin, what would that meal be? I have thought about this for about 12 hours now. Oh, okay. Wow. Since I, well, no, more than 12 hours. Uh, 14 hours. Okay. Since I discovered this story. Um, wait, have you mentioned who by who? No, I was just going to say. I was, like, <laughs> was going to say there's no context to what you just said. <laughs> My transition was incredibly vague and could have potentially just be me talking about something. Um, no, I kind of just want us to answer okay. questions and then tell people what we're talking about. I'll tease it by saying there's a celebrity who eats the same meal every day. Well, people can kind of use that based on context clues of what this sure. podcast is about. But yeah, maybe you were talking about a friend. Um, <laughs> my first thought goes to like fries or pizza, but then I think that's unhealthy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'm like, is there a healthy choice? Because this person actually has a healthy choice. Yeah. But I have to go with my my gut instinct. You know, if I had to pick one thing, mm-hmm. it would be some variation on fries every single day. Right. Because I love fries. And I love how there's so many different ways to do fries. Like like truffle fries, like sweet skinny potato. fries, pota- sweet potato fries, or my dad used to make one with this like chili oil so it was like had this oh. heat and had this crunch because there was also like chili flakes um garlic fries. fries yeah ch- chili cheese fries just so many different ways to do it and but it's still a it's still fries you could still have right. the same meal every day for 25 years be surprised a little bit every day yeah but it's, it's like a little still variation yeah um you famously did order fries for the table on the hit reality television show Revenge Body with Khloe Kardashian season three. Damn, I'm so predictable. Even the one time I was on reality TV, I ordered French fries in my one scene on reality TV. For the table. For the table. Fries for the table. 
Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Armin on Revenge Body season three, you really need to. It's a great performance. I wasn't the subject of the Revenge Body, but I was like the friend of Eddie. I think <laughs> actually in the captions it said Eddie's friend colon. Yeah. Fries for everyone want fries for the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly iconic. Um, I'm gonna go. So I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking pizza because I love pizza. I could probably have pizza every day, oh, but I would probably so die good. within two years. Um, so I would say my go-to favorite homemade meal that I make when I'm at home. That's you know still I try to make as healthy as possible, but still feels like a treat. I love making an at-home burrito bowl. Mm. And I do I some like brown that. rice. I do some brown rice. I do some grilled chicken with um, taco seasoning. I saute bell peppers, mushrooms, um, onions. I do a little bit of black beans. I do some avocado. I do maybe some lettuce if I have it. Touch a hot sauce. Um when I'm feeling like a fat ass, I put some sour cream and cheese on it. And guess what, bitches? I'm often feeling like a fat ass. So it's like almost healthy and then it's just not. But I never get sick of that meal and I make it all the time. It's one of my go-to meals when I'm cooking at home. Honestly, other than the sour cream and cheese, it's very healthy. You got a lot yeah. of good stuff in there. Yeah, and then one time I was feeling even so much healthier that I did no rice and I did a bed of lettuce. That was one mm. time. And I was like, not as good. I love rice. That's another thing. I will have rice with any meal. I freaking love rice. I don't know why. Agreed. Anyway, so now do you guys want to know why we're talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> so David Beckham or whatever. Um, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know how you say or whatever. Or, or his name is something else. Da- David Fincher? I don't know. Who knows? David Beckham has said that Victoria Beckham, his famously his wife, has eaten the same meal every day for 25 years. When I'm eating something great, I want everyone to try it. This is what David said. But if there's one person who doesn't like taking part in trying new things when it comes to their food, it would be Victoria. Unfortunately, I'm married to someone that has eaten the same thing for the last 25 years. Since I met her, she only eats grilled fish, steamed vegetables, and she will rarely deviate from that. What the fuck? <laughs> That's insane. I mean, it's healthy, right? Grilled fish. Yeah. And vegetables. Love, it's very healthy. Love fish. Love vegetables. But I can't have that every day. But that's no. why she looks so good. And that's why she's going to freaking live forever, probably. Right, right. But what a boring life to live. I mean, food is one of the rare fucking few pleasures I have on this planet. And treating myself to some good-ass food, whether it's healthy or not, if it tastes good, I freaking love eating food. And I love the rotation of your dinner meals, personally. Because like, mm-hmm. this sounds like her, her dinner. He's referencing dinner, not breakfast. Right. She's not having grilled fish and steamed vegetables for breakfast. <laughs> well, maybe she is. Maybe she's what breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> But yeah, for my dinner, I like having something a little new every day. Not right. every single day. I'll have some stuff that's in the rotation like once a week. Right. Fries. But, right. <laughs> exactly. Fries. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I don't want to have like even pizza. We both love pizza. We're not going to have pizza seven dinners in a row. Right. I can't. I need to switch it up. But yeah, I don't know. And maybe she does like different types of veggies, maybe different types of fish. There's famously very many yeah. types of fish. But something about her just, I feel like she's doing an Atlantic cod with some steamed asparagus and broccoli on the side. 
every day. And some carrots. I think she had some carrots on there. Mm, some color. I love that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway, so just learning really unnecessary, um, weird, unhinged things about celebrities. That's kind of what we're here to do for you. <laughs> that's what we've done for, for years now. So, And I love to do it. We would never have known about this if it wasn't for my deep dive of uh, research at midnight last night. Yeah, I did get the did get the email around three uh, thirty a.m. my time. That was a shocker. <laughs> I mean, I was asleep, but um, yeah, this was after I door dashed McDonald's to my house. So speaking of healthy, mm-hmm. twenty Perfect piece McNugget and an Oreo McFlurry, <laughs> some Mickey D's and uh, notes on celebrity happenings. Truly, my favorite night. Now that's a happy meal combo. But I don't know. I try to do the McDonald's theme song, but it came out like that. Um, I'm loving it. TM. Um, anyway, we're not sponsored by anyone, but if we were, it would be McDonald's probably. <laughs> or some French fries company. We did. We didn't use so many French fry discussions. Wow. Anyway, I'm starving now. I know. Me too. <laughs> All I've had today is like two app, like two slices of apple. I have no food in my freaking house right now. It's so bad. Um, DoorDash, uh, some McDonald's. I can't. DoorDash is so expensive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it twice in one week, let alone I shouldn't even do it once. Uh, <laughs> then walk out into the Chicago blizzard right now. I know. And there's 10 inches of snow on the ground. Where am I supposed to? I'm supposed to starve in my house like a Victorian child. <laughs> Oh, right. Another great episode. I wish I wish there was more more celebrity going on right now, but that's it. Yeah, they're all hibernating, but we'll get we'll get them back out and um we'll have much more to say. But we really appreciate you guys listening. If you guys don't follow us um on social media yet, freaking do it. At, at, I thought we were gonna do it at the same time. I was excited. I don't know what it is, so you should go. Holly Shook Pod. How do you not? At Holly, at Holly Shook Pod. You've changed it once years ago. Okay. I can't remember. At Holly Shook Pod. It used um, to be Holly Shook Podcast. And then I changed yeah, it see? to Holly Shook Pod. Now it's Holly Shook Pod. Um, if you liked that we're back, you guys can rate us and review us on iTunes and stuff like that. And we love seeing your DMs and stuff. So keep DMing us. And um, we had the best time. This is so fun. Um, Hopefully I don't die tonight in the cold blizzard with no food. I'll order you some McDonald's, right? How about that? Thank you. (laughs) So I might die. This might be the last podcast. So just make sure you listen. And um, marketing. You never know. We we might retire like Tom Brady. You never know. Never know if you're going to get another episode. Anyway, we're just rambling. But thank you, guys. Until next time. Bye.